Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, January the 29th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here for my favorite podcast of the week with the one and only Mr. Josh Crash Davis. How are you today on this beautiful Saturday morning? Doing well, Coach. Ready for another NBA Saturday slate. And, um, you know, we had a nice night last night in NBA. Um, didn't quite get as much sleep as I would have liked because of that late game in Milwaukee. For whatever reason, they started at 9 o'clock. Um, but, yeah, ready to get into this one. Well, I'm excited because I got to send you the text, wake up, cheesehead, let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love it, man. And, hey, you know, last night was interesting. We we cashed out all three sites, but not what we wanted to, but it was still good. You know, we got it done. It was a crazy night. There were so many big changes and moves. We didn't know if LeBron and AD were in for a while, and it was nuts. And then I rolled the dice a bit, built those lineups, considering hopefully Christian Wood would be out with that migraine. Mm -hmm. And so Zhen Goon was in everything. And yeah. then when uh, Wood got uh, ruled back in, I was like, oh. So it was a quick hustle, but we got all the changes made. We made some good lineups. Really proud mm -hmm. of the members because they were right on it with us. We went yeah. down to the wire getting all the moves made. Uh, but we had some really good good days. Uh, mm -hmm. Shout out to our man, Mike S. He had a, a big day both in golf and basketball. So uh, our golf's going to be awesome today, too, uh, Crash. We'll have a nice sweat going. If we could get John Rom's stinking tail playing, we'd be in yeah. great shape. Yeah, I know. I know. He's uh, struggled a little bit yesterday. And what do you think about Westbrook? I bet you were about ready to throw something at him there at halftime. But, man, he turned it on in the second half. You know, I wasn't as worried. I mean, it's just sheerly the – you know, the ball's going to be in his hands. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, people have been giving him so much noise and he deserves it. I mean, he's heading to the end of his career. He's not playing well. He's not a good fit there, but it's Russell effing Westbrook, man. Mm -hmm. He's the greatest, you know, triple double guy in history. Yeah. And not just by a little, by like tons and tons. Yeah. Like you have to go back to Oscar Robertson to even get a smidgen of a comparison. So right. I, you know, I think he's taken a lot of noise and, you know, people forget he's not that young anymore. And I, I had a feeling he was going to step up in the second half. So I wasn't freaking out like most people. But, uh, you know, we had a few guys come through. And tonight, I think, I, you know, we've got a lot more stable slate. We need a few mm -hmm. pieces of news. But I feel good. I mean, it's a six-gamer. All the games start between 7 and 8.30 Eastern. So they're yeah. all bunched together. No super late games. You know, but it will be a lot of discussion here because uh, we've got five teams on the second night of a back-to-back -back and one team on the first night. So six of the 12 teams going to be impacted probably a bit uh, by that back-to-back -back status. Mm -hmm. So we've got a lot to discuss here, and uh, I think we just need to dive in and get it. So if you're watching right now uh, you want to be part of what we're doing, jump in today. You can get in for as little as 10 bucks. For three days, you get all of our football championship day tomorrow, all of our basketball then today, tomorrow, and Monday. And then, uh, you know, you can check in with our golf coverage, see our picks there if you want to play some single uh, slate finals. Today is the final round of the golf tournament. They played it weirdly Wednesday through Saturday because they didn't want to go up against uh, 
football on Sunday. So anyway, we'd love to have you do that. If you're watching on YouTube, quick thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, give us a little comment. And while you're at it, hit that little bell in the upper corner. That will alert you every time one of our podcasts posts. All right, let's dive in, my man. Number one game, 7 o'clock, Indiana Pacers and Dirk's Dallas Mavericks. It is uh, that 7 p.m. game, as I said. Dallas a pretty hefty 9.5-point favorite, 216.5 total. And then I'm going to mention the implieds as I do every show because I think the implied totals are extremely important. And a lot of times uh, you're not getting that information depending on where you're listening uh, or you're not weighing it out. And it is just as important as the total. That 216.5 total is pretty low. So a lot of people would be, "Uh, I don't know. But 103.5 is the Pacers side Mm -hmm. and a, a fairly healthy 113 on the Mavericks side. So those implied totals are extremely important, and I'll always mention them along with the total because it can be deceiving if you do not. All right, so those that's the numbers on this game. And then coming into the game, uh, we've got the Pacers at 18 and 32 and Dallas at 28 and 21. The designations as they stand right now is Goga Bataze is questionable, and then the guys that are out are Brogdon, McConnell, Turner and Warren. And then for the Mavericks, we have Sterling Brown and Tim Hardaway out. So statistically speaking, Crash, we've got second night of a back-to-back for Indiana. And this is the point I want to focus on and really looking forward to hearing your take on it. Sabonis had missed a series of games coming into last night. Last night, he played 44 minutes, dude. I mean, right off, not playing at all crush the slate and can he do it on back-to-back nights that's the million dollar question he's nine nine and you know the Mavs have a tendency to give up big games to you know the other team's big but it all comes down to whether we're going to get full run from Sabonis or not there's no designation listed right now so mm-hmm. can't wait to get your input on that uh, the one negative here is the pace 21st for Indiana 27th for Dallas so That's not going to help matters. Pacers have not been playing good defense at all. They're 24th. We know the Mavs have been a top two defensive team the last couple of months. They are sitting at fifth in defensive efficiency. So first game of back-to-back for Dallas, second for for the Pacers. Massive minutes last night for Sabonis. Give us your take on this game. Yeah, we're going to have to wait and see what's going to happen with Sabonis because you know, with him getting so many minutes last night and just coming off of that injury, very likely that he'll have limited minutes um, if he even plays at all. Um, you know, you could possibly see him be rested on a night, second night of a back-to-back with that many minutes, you know, the night before. On the flip side of that, Indiana doesn't really have a lot, you know, at the position. Uh, maybe Isaiah Jackson would probably be one guy I might take a look at. Um, but outside of him, you know, Turner's out, Goga's out. So there's just not a lot down there in the paint for them to really go to besides Sabonis. Well, and, and with Goga, I noticed earlier this morning he was listed as out. And right now I have an update where he's update where he was just listed as questionable. Hmm. Okay. That so would that, that puts a, a real twist in it as well. And that just yeah. happened. So you know, we need to. I, I agree with you. That's very important because Goga would play center. 
Right. Uh, maybe he's questionable because they are thinking of resting Sabonis and maybe mm. Tazi can play. But, uh, you know, that's going to be very key news to this game. You're right completely. And if, if Sabonis and Goga happen to sit, I'm with you. I think it's, you know, probably Isaiah Jackson and O'Shea Brissett that mm-hmm. would get those center minutes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then outside of Sabonis, um, I do like Karis Levert at 7,600 on FanDuel. He's a little bit more on DraftKings, so I don't like him as much over there. He's 8,800 on DraftKings. Uh, but he did have 49 DraftKings points last time they played on December 10th. And so it seems to be a favorable matchup for Levert. And then, of course, on Dallas, you know, you can always look at Luka. Um, he's expensive. He's 11-1 on FanDuel. He's 11-4 on DraftKings. Uh, had 27 points, nine rebounds, nine assists, so just shy of a triple-double on December 10th. So you could definitely look at Luka there. Um, and that's about it for me in this game. Yeah, you know, it's the, the two later games on the slate have some some pretty solid totals. So mm-hmm. spending a ton here is definitely a risk. But, you know, uh, I'm with you. We need to know the Sabonis news. That really uh, becomes, you know, bellwether of what's going to happen here the rest of the way uh, on your builds. Um, Levert, you know, we tell our our members to have some exposure on DraftKings and FanDuel Mm -hmm. because you're going to get real huge price discrepancies at times. And this is one of them. I mean, 8,800 is too high for me on DraftKings to spend on Levert. 7,600, that mid-tier price, $1,200 cheaper. Very uh, attractive on FanDuel. So, and then Yahoo's a whole nother, uh, you know, deal. But yeah. uh, certainly Levert based on the FanDuel price over DraftKings price. Uh, other than that, you know, if Sabonis is in and with no restrictions, he's going to be a strong play for me. Mm-hmm. If he's out, I will consider Isaiah Jackson or O'Shea Brissett, depending on what that starting lineup is. And we'll have that before mm-hmm. the slate locks. Uh, I'm with you, though. If I go anywhere on Ma- on the Mavericks, it's the norm, you know. If you want to go up to Luca at 11-4, if Sabonis is playing, uh, that's an option. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to hit those mid-level guys, Chris Stapps at 7-4 or Brunson at 6-1 would be you know one or the other uh, yeah. as an option. So for me, uh, Crash, I'm gonna I'd like to have a little bit of uh, ownership in this game. It's not a, a do or die game for me, but it's not a pass game either. I think having uh, a little ownership here is probably a good idea. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go to the other 7 o'clock game. There's two of them. It's the Boston Celtics and the New Orleans Pelicans. Boston's favored by 5.5. It is a 213.5 total, 109.5 applied for Boston, 104 for the New Orleans Pelicans. Boston comes in at 25 and 25. The Pels come in at 18 and 30. Uh, only guy out for Boston is Bull Bull. He has uh, had surgery, so he'll be out for quite some time. For the Pelicans, it's uh, much more uh, question marks all over the board. Uh, Brandon Ingram and Joe Val uh, were listed as out. Now they're listed as questionable. Mm-hmm. So it does turn the tables a bit here. And, you know, I was looking at this earlier, Josh, and I saw that spread. And I said, no, wait a minute, five and a half? And Ingram and Joe Val are out with everybody yeah. else. I mean, I'm going to just unload the bank on the Celts. But uh, now that they've changed changed that designation, 
uh, and those two guys would be back, that makes mm -hmm. more sense on that right. line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Devontae Graham, if you were watching last night, I, I had rostered him. He uh, sort of hyperextended and banged knees a little bit toward mm -hmm. the end of that game. But uh, it says he's doing better and that he is probable to play. Okay. So uh, he's probable. Ingram and Joe Val questionable, obviously massively important news there. Uh, and then Luzada Murphy and my buddy Cheeseburgers Williamson is still out. So this game is interesting. It's all dependent on the news. What else is mm -hmm. new? Um, it is the second night of a back-to-back -back for both of these teams, but huge advantage to Boston that they have everybody ready to roll. Um, as far as statistically, not good pace here, 25th and 22nd respectively. So it's not going to be an up and down game by any stretch. Boston with a really solid fourth rated defense as far as efficiency in the entire league. Pelicans sort of the opposite end of the coin at 26th. So lots to unpack here. News is going to be important on the Pell side. What are you looking like here uh, initially, Josh? Well, the, this news kind of, you know, it kind of changes some stuff for me because I was looking at Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Josh Hart, but if Ingram plays, um, that's going to affect both of those guys. And the same thing with Graham, you know, if he if he plays, I was thinking that he might be out. So Walker and, and um, even Jose Alvarado might be getting more minutes. But if those guys all play, um, I don't know. There might not be much in this game that I really like. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, if they're all in, you know, with Boston's good D, nobody's mm -hmm. going to be picking up tons of usage. I'm, I'm not right. interested at all. I'm exactly with you. But if guys start falling out, you know, if you if you lose a Graham and Ingram or Joe Val or any combination thereof, mm -hmm. then like you said, all of a sudden Josh Hart, Herb Jones, uh, Alvarado, those guys all become into the conversation. But right. That is a first game at seven as well, <clears throat> as well. Right. So we should yeah. have the news. Right. That's good. What about the Boston side? Um, the only guy I was looking at really was Marcus Smart. Um, he's 5,700 on DraftKings. New Orleans has allowed the 10th most fantasy points to point guards. And in the last game when they played, um, Dennis Schroeder had a really nice game, you know, um, up, up against New Orleans. And uh, Smart was out that game. So I think that. Um, smart will get a lot of the opportunities that Schroeder saw in that first matchup. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I just, the prices are high on Boston. Mm -hmm. You know, I need the news first. If I even start thinking about anybody there, I don't want to pay all the way up for Brown or Tatum. Right. Uh, if all the guys are out for the Pels, this easily could be a blowout game. Mm -hmm. uh, if they play and it stays closer, you know, you can consider, the Robert Williams of the world. I, you know, I'm not going to play Al Horford though, man. I, I am to the point with him where I think it's about time to hang him up, but that's just me. Yeah. Especially when Williams is out there, if Williams is out, then, you know, you can consider Horford sometimes, but it just depends on the matchup. Definitely. All right. Let's fire over to game three here. It is the, uh, only 7.30 game on the slate. It's the Sacramento Kings at the Philadelphia 76ers. Philly a double-digit favorite at 10.5. A solid 221 total. 105.25 implied for Sacramento. And 115.75, good number, uh, for the Sixers. 
Uh, questionable tag for Sacramento on De'Aaron Fox. He seems to be questionable every game. Yeah. Also, Metu questionable. And Davis, we know, is out with that tough fall he took the other night. That was ugly. Um, and then on Philly's side, we go back to this questionable tag on Seth Curry, which is extremely important because it changes that whole guard rotation mm -hmm. and usage for Philly. And Milton and Simmons, believe it, Simmons is out. I can't believe mm. it. Yeah, Milton and Simmons uh, are. So, island game for both teams. That's sort of uh, a nice thing. There's only two mm -hmm. of those games uh, like that on the board. Um, but as far as statistically backing that up, you got a, a ma massive pace-up game for Philly. Sacramento's the fifth fastest team in the league. So that is definitely a help to some of these Philly guys. Vice versa for Sacramento, though. Philly now the slowest team in the league, playing wow. Embiid Bam Bam ball, and not Bam out of bio. I'm talking Bam Bam to uh, for Joel. But uh, they're the slowest, so definitely hurts uh, some of the the stock here on the Sacramento side. And then to you know pile on with Philly being the better side of this, Sacramento's the second worst defensive efficient team in the league at wow. 29th. And Philly has now jumped back into the top 10 finally. They are 10th and moving up uh, mm. since they've had consistency with Embiid in there. So this is an interesting one. The line's not bad at 221, but does Philly blow them out is the million-dollar question. Ten and a half's not the worst line. Yeah. So what are you looking like here? Um you know, just Joel Embiid, um, you know, they've they've allowed Sacramento has allowed the second most fantasy points to centers. And in his last four games against them, he's averaged 60 DraftKings points. So I do like Embiid, even though he's expensive. He's 11-7 on DraftKings, 11-4 on FanDuel. Uh, but, you know, if he's going to get me 65, 70 DraftKings points, if this game can stay remotely close, then I'll definitely have to consider him. Um I like Tyrese Maxey. Um, he's 6,000 on FanDuel, 6,600 on DraftKings. Sacramento's allowed the seventh most fantasy points to point guards, and he's, you know, got 30-plus in three of his last four games. So he's been playing pretty well. Um, same thing for Harris. He's been playing really well. He's 7,600 on DraftKings. Sacramento's allowed the ninth most fantasy points to power forwards. Um, he scored 57 a couple of games ago. So, you know, he's he's really has a high ceiling. Uh, for that price. So I, I do like Harris and, and Maxi as well as Embiid. Yep. And uh, nobody on the, the King side? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. Yeah. It depends on the news. You know, if, if Fox is out, then I might have some Halliburton, but we'll see. Yeah. And, you know, the million dollar question really, I think uh, the biggest decision maybe DFS owners need to make today is can Joel Embiid smash it? At 11.7 on DraftKings, mm -hmm. price, you know, he's pricey on every everywhere yeah. in the time frame that it's going to take for Philly to hand it to Sacramento because Philly is playing at home. They're playing better ball. They're playing inspired mm -hmm. ball. They're making a run. Sacramento's just a dumpster fire right. as usual. So, you know, if this game blows out, it, it, it's very risky to play that price, even Embiid, because mm -hmm. if he only gets you. 23 minutes or something yeah. and 47 you know points fantasy points it, it, you're you're sort of sunk mm -hmm. so that's the the big decision because the other thing is maybe fox plays 
Uh, maybe Curry doesn't play. Right. And then all of a sudden it stays within 10, 15, and you can get that max game for Embiid. So that's the decision I know I have to make that's going to help, uh, you know, shift the slate. And again, it's going to be a domino effect. If Sabonis is in and playing unlimited minutes, I think I'm going to go to him at 9-9 and save almost two grand yeah. and not take Embiid and hope the game blows out. So you've got a couple of different options there. I will say Tyrese Maxey gets no respect with salary. I don't know why he's always in the upper fives, lower sixes, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he, and he plays tons of minutes and he usually produces. So right. I do like Maxey as well. I will say though, if Curry's out, Maxey's automatic for me. If Curry's in, I'm going to think about it because mm -hmm. Curry has played well. He scores the ball. He handles it. It definitely affects Maxi's assist ratio when Curry's in there. So I'm going to follow that news pretty closely uh, as well. Uh, Tobias Harris at that mid-level 7-6 price. If, you know, I'm not, I don't suggest going with Embiid and Harris. Too many chips in that mm -hmm. basket. If they right. both go crazy, they're probably going to blow Sacramento out and not get full minutes. So if, if I don't go Embiid because of the Sabonis news, maybe Harris is, mm -hmm. is the guy that I'm going to uh, count on. Um, on the Sacramento side, if Fox does sit, I, you know, I'm really interested in Halliburton again. Seven nine's a little bit, you know, a, a, you know, big bite of the apple there, yeah. but I think that, uh, you know, he's just been very consistent, very steady. So uh, the problem is if Fox sits, then I believe Matisse Thibel and that, torture mm -hmm. chamber that he puts forward uh, may go on to Halliburton. So again, mm -hmm. news dependent and very important because I think Thibel might guard Fox a little bit if he does play. So we got to follow that and, and, you know, stay in touch with us in discord throughout the afternoon because those matchups mean everything. I mean, right. if you're guarded by Maxi or Curry, you're going to be okay. If you're guarded by Thibel, not so much. So, mm -hmm. um, so we'll follow that news and see how it rolls throughout the day. All right, let's go on to game four. There's two eight o'clock games. This is the first one. It's the Toronto Raptors at the Miami Heat. Miami's minus five, but it's only a 207 and a half. That stings. 101.25 implied for Toronto. 106.25 implied for the Miami Heat, the first place Miami Heat, I should say. Toronto's 23 and 23. They have been all over the board trying to grind into the playoffs here. Miami, like I say, pretty amazingly 32 and 17 when they really haven't had a full team together almost at all this year. Can you imagine? And I, I say this a lot, but I'm just telling you, Miami, start get those bets in. I, it, once they have Lowry and Oladipo mm -hmm. and Butler and Hero and Autobio all together, I mean, those guys haven't played together this year, but right. maybe 10 games at the most. So uh, they're going to be dangerous. All right. As far as the designations here, Van Vliet, questionable, extremely mm -hmm. important, obviously. Uh, David Johnson, probable. Birch and Dragic out. For Miami, Akpala and Silva are probable not that either one should be in the rotation the big one's kyle lowry questionable so with van vliet and lowry questionable pretty ironic the two guard back 
uh, court duo from Toronto yeah. that won the championship. They're both questionable. So mm. are they both going to play? Are they both going to sit or one or the other? Definitely impactful for this game. We know uh, Morris is still out. Is he still out from when uh, the Joker <laughs> broke his spine? I think so. I think so. That's the craziest thing, yeah. man. Uh, and then Oladipo is getting closer, but he is still out. Statistically, 26th and 28th in pace, hence the 207.5 total. So you've got, you know, four, uh, two of the, the bottom four uh, pace teams in the league, which really mm-hmm. sucks. Toronto's only 17th defensively, middle of the pack. Miami, a top 10 team all season. They're sixth. So what do you make of this low-scoring, low-paced, uh, probable, probably game here uh, mm-hmm. in Miami tonight? Yeah, it's once again going to be dependent upon the news. Um, if Lowry's out, you could look at Gabe Vincent. He's 5000 on both sides. He's been pretty decent value play. Um, Jimmy Butler, he's a little bit lower, I think, than he's been lately. He's 8700 on FanDuel, 8600 on DraftKings. He did have 51 uh, DraftKings points against them on January 17th with a triple-double. He had 19 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, so I do like Jimmy Butler here if Lowry's out. And then um, if Fred Van Vliet's out, you know, you could look at Gary Trent. Now, my question for you would be, do you think that he'll see Jimmy Butler's defense if he um, if Van Vliet's out? You know, that's, that's a very good question. I, I mean, it, it very well could be. Um, either that or he guards OG Ananobi, who's mm-hmm. picking it up a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, that that is within question. You know, Duncan Robinson, his defensive defense has improved as well. So mm-hmm. um, that's going to be interesting. Again, it's going to be up to the news, but it is possible that that Butler guards uh, Van Vliet, Trent or Ananobi. We just we need to follow the news, see who's in, who's out. Yeah. And then the other the other play I like is a value play. Um, he had uh, Precious Achua. He's only 3,600 on DraftKings. He had 30 DraftKings points against Miami on January 17th. And um, you, a lot of people will probably look at Boucher. You could look at him, but he's 2,000 more than Achua. So I kind of like Achua for the value here. Yeah. You know, and, and Achua, obviously, it's, you know, the revenge narrative. He's playing mm-hmm. in Miami, you know, the team that drafted him. And, and then he was part of that big trade. Right. Um, you know, to get Lowry there. But, you know, I don't know. I like a chew at three six as a GPP mm-hmm. play. I'm just not sure if he's going to get quite enough minutes uh, against uh, the Heat here. But he is a great play if he does play. You know, he's going to leave it all out on the court. Yeah, and for sure, he knows how to play against Bam because he practiced against him every day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think a chew is a sharp, uh, sharp take there and a good revenge narrative guy. Um, you know, if Van Vliet sits, I think Gary Trent uh, at 5'4", you got to at least consider him, yeah. man. He's underpriced so for a guy that's going to have the ball in his hands and play that many minutes. Mm-hmm. So I, I do agree with you there. Um, and Anobi uh, at 7K, like I say, I think he'll get some Butler uh, defense. I think Barnes will get some Tucker defense. So not really excited uh, for, for those guys uh, in this matchup, but uh, the the good thing that Toronto has going for them is it's an island game for them, and it's and mm-hmm. tonight's the second night of a back to back for Miami. Right. So you know, generally when Butler plays, it doesn't matter. I mean, either he sits and doesn't play, 
or when he plays, he plays a ton of minutes mm -hmm. and is awesome. So I don't, I'm not afraid of it being a second night of a back-to-back -back for Butler. Right now, there's no designation for him. So at that 8-6 price, you know, I sort of like him. I mean, yeah. OG can play good D. Barnes plays good D. I get it. But I, I think, uh, you know, I actually think they may challenge uh, Barnes and have him guard uh, Jimmy. So mm -hmm. not flying to Butler, but I think his price is good. Um, Bam at 7-3, I definitely have some interest there. Uh, when they play small and play Siakam at the big, uh, I think Bam has a big uh, advantage there. Yeah. Uh, and if they do decide to go bigger and play Precious, you know, I wouldn't mind having a Precious versus Bam uh, heads-up duo here if you can play the two centers on some of the sites. Mm -hmm. um, but after that, you know, with Hero back now and playing great, Duncan Robinson playing decent, you know, you're getting a lot of usage uh, for a decent amount of guys here on both sides. I don't like the total. I don't like the pace. So I'm not going to spend a bunch of money in this game. But I do uh, think that, you know, you can cherry pick a guy or two from one side or the other as far as a one-off. Mm -hmm. Anything else with that one? No, that was it for me on that one. All right, we have the two last games, only 8 and 8.30, but they're the two late games. They're the two highest totals by a decent amount here. So probably going to get a lot of interest in these late games uh, and have having decent amount of exposure. The first one is that 8 o'clock game, Memphis versus at home versus the Wizards. Memphis minus 5.5, 228.5 total, 111.5 implied for Washington, 117 for the Memphis Grizzlies. Washington at 23 and 25. And is this their first game after that complete 35-point collapse against the Clippers? I think so. So how, you know, who knows how they're going to react? I heard there's mm -hmm. turmoil, people unhappy with minutes. They're, they're having all kinds of issues there. And to be two games behind uh, below 500, do you know that they were number one in oh, the I Eastern know. Conference for a while. Yeah, they were. So, yeah, it is uh, collapse going down with the Titanic here <laughs> right now. But there is good news for Washington. They have no designations, nobody out. And actually, that's probably bad news because their biggest problem is once they had Brian and all these guys come back, mm -hmm. they're like 11 deep, and he I don't think he knows who to play. Right. And so they're having a hell of a time. So – We'll talk uh, more about that. And then on the Memphis side, uh, we've got uh, probable tags on Anderson and Jones. So two nice pieces uh, off the bench for Memphis that helps uh, their depth. Brooks is out. Mm -hmm. um, statistically speaking here, Washington 20th in defense, which is a real free fall. Memphis is all the way up to third. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, they've been fantastic in the last two months defensively uh i'm sorry that's pace wise memphis is third in pace washington 20th i flipped my numbers so same same thing there pace up for washington pace down for memphis it's the defensive side similar to what i was saying 21st for washington yeah. so not great top 10 for memphis eighth although they've been second uh, or, or third right in that neighborhood the last six weeks. So mm -hmm. Memphis playing great defense. Uh, all right, man, this, this is a tough one. I, you know, a lot of possibilities here. 
We don't have a lot of question marks. We sort of know what we're going to get with these two teams. How do you see this shaping up with this big total? And are you going to focus on this game? I'm actually not going to have as much of this game as you, as you might expect. Um, part of it, because like you said, Washington's kind of in that free fall um, right now. Uh, I do like John Morant as another payup option. He's 10, six on FanDuel. He's 10, three on DraftKings. He scored 60 plus in four of his last five, uh, 60 plus DraftKings points. He had a triple double last night with 30, 10 and 10. So he's just really putting up really big numbers. Um, he did play 36 minutes, you know, so, but he's young, you know, so we'll, we'll, um, I expect to have another, you know, big performance from him tonight. And then, um, Jaron Jackson, I know he's not your favorite guy to play, but he's 6,800 on DraftKings. Um, he scored 35 plus DraftKings points in four of his last five with 44 in his last two games. And he also had six blocks in each of those two games. So that's a big part of that defense you're talking about. Um, a lot of blocks. So Jackson and Morant are my two favorite plays. Um, not really sure about Washington. Um, you know, you've got Beal and Dinwiddie are playing together now. You've got all those bigs, Bryant, Gafford, Harrell, you know, and then and then uh, small forward, you've got Kuzma and, and uh, Rui's back now. So just kind of a log jam across the board for Washington. So like you said, it's kind of led to them not knowing who to play sometimes so yeah it's it's tough on that washington side i mean you're really taking a shot of getting burned or you know maybe mm -hmm. having somebody with a a takedown kind of performance but you just don't know right just the rotation i mean dinwiddie bill kcp kuzma gafford avdia hashimura kispert bryant harrell bertans and netto those guys are all getting minutes. That's mm -hmm. uh, that's 12 guys. You just can't make 12 guys happy. Now, right. maybe chop off Bertans and Neto a little bit. That's still 10 guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not talking chumps and Harrell and Bryant. Right. And Hashimura started like every game last year with Avdia. Kispert started most of the games this year. And then you've got your starters to boot. So, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, it's hard to figure Kuzma was such a great play for so long because he was mm -hmm. getting all the rebounds and he's down to seven, two, which is reasonable again, but I don't know how you trust it. Um, yeah. I have no idea, you know, and, and I don't think he does. Like I say, anybody that thinks they have that rotation figured out, uh, I believe they'll be one of the more active teams as the trade deadline approaches mm -hmm. here on February yes. 10th, because, yeah. It might be addition by subtraction, you know, mm -hmm. get rid of a few of these guys, sure up just what your rotation's going to be, right. grab a few draft picks along the way. That's what I would do if I was the Wizards front office. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I will mention Bradley Beal here. I know he's probably going to get some uh, solid defense from Desmond Bain, but Beal's usually guarded by Dylan Brooks, who gives him a little mm -hmm. bit of trouble. Bain's good, but not he's not Brooks good as right. far as defensively. And now that Beal's under that 9K number at 8-9, and this mm -hmm. being such a high-scoring game, he's still their bread and butter to get it done. And yeah. he was one of the guys that was most stunned with, I mean, how do you lose in the third quarter up 35 at home to a depleted Clippers team playing bench guys and G League guys? But Beal took it most personally of everybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he made a comment. He thought it was over. 
he was pissed because the you know he should have gotten rest with the starters right. that game, the bench. So he made comments. Usually, when guys make comments, it can be divisive. However, if he's going to call out his bench and everybody, you better believe he's going to tighten up, you know, those mm-hmm. shorts and go yeah. out there and try to back up what he's talking about. So Beal's pretty high on my list because of that. And if this game stays within the Vegas spread five and a half, it's going to be because Beal's pouring in probably 30 real points. So mm-hmm. um, I'm high on Beal tonight. I know it's risky, but I think he could be a differentiator in cash games where a lot of people are might be a little bit afraid uh, of spending uh, that eight, nine on him. Right. Um, after that, though, you know, it's it's a hard call. If you could fit Kuz at 7-2, at least that price is conducive enough to get in there. Mm-hmm. After that, it's a crapshoot. Grizz, you know, it comes down to this for me, Josh, is do I, you know, do I want to play possibly uh, Luca or do I want to play Jaw? Mm-hmm. It sort of comes down to that for me. Uh, you know, if I'm going to pay up at guard, those would be the two uh, that I would look at with James Harden and Kyrie in this next game. You know, those are the... You can't really play more than one of those four, in my right. opinion, if you really want to build a good lineup. But Jaw certainly deserves to be mentioned here. Uh, Washington's defense has been horrific, and Jaw's played great. But it's the second night of a back-to-back, as you mentioned, and Jaw played a lot of minutes last night. Mm-hmm. Again, I know he's capable of that, but is Coach Jenkins going to give him full run? Because he does have the Anthony Melton and Conchar and – and decent bench coming in there to back them up. Um, so, it, you know, it's a little bit concerning that he's going to get that those the big minutes run. They try yeah. to, you know, keep him in control. So I'm going to be looking for some serious coach speak or beat writer info to determine if he's going to get full run or not. Plus, if Washington does hit the skids here a little and the Grizz take this game over, I've got to think he's going to sit that last run in the fourth. So a lot to unpack there and figure out. I will take my hat off here, tip the cap to Jaron Jackson. He has stepped up. I mean, back-to-back six-block games for real? I mean, he has played better. And -hmm. guess what? He hasn't gotten in foul trouble lately. So knock on wood because he'll get three in the first minute. Uh, So, I mean, at 6'8", the way he's been playing, he's mm-hmm. got to be in consideration. Yeah. And I don't want to quadruple jinx a guy by playing him and then have him going in the tank. But uh, I'm with you, man. I think it's 6'8", the way he's uh, defending mm-hmm. uh, stocks and, and scoring the ball. Uh, he's probably the second best option for me on the Grizz team to Ja Morant. Yeah, I agree. All right, boss. Last game, 830 early game for a golden state game mm-hmm. it's the brooklyn nets at the golden state war oh by the way did you hear me take a shot at you for whining about milwaukee playing late yeah yeah <laughs> and I it's funny because i made fun of you and you overslept today and you were tired so i was right right i, I still don't understand why they did that though because they've never i mean i've been watching the bucks for a lot of years and i've never seen them play a game at nine o'clock well, ESPN decided that they wanted Giannis as their feature game in prime mm-hmm. time uh, as their second p- part of the doubleheader. So it was just, you know, that's what they'll yeah. do with some of these games and they'll move them. Like they had a Dallas game that did that earlier in the season as well. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty funny, though. Yeah. All right. The last game, like I said, it is Golden State Warriors hosting the Brooklyn Nets. So fireworks score, scoring all over the place, all-stars, Hall of Famers all over the place here. And then, of course, the all-star starter, Andrew Wiggins. Can you explain that to me, sir? No, not at all. Doesn't make any sense. You know, I'm I'm somewhat old school. I'm furious about it. I know say mm-hmm. who cares this and that. I think it is BS, man. He, I mean, did you see he beat out Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic? Come on, man. Yeah. You know that's ridiculous. I yeah. I think, you know, I get it. Fans can stuff the ballot box, but they changed the rules. It's only fifty percent. I, I don't think Andrew Wiggins is an all-star in his own team, let alone in the whole league. No, no, that's that's ridiculous. I'm infuriated about it, but yeah. it is what it is. So this game should be fun. It's going to be very highly owned. Everybody's going to be watching it. Mm-hmm. It's you know you got all the stars. So I think it's going to get over-owned. I do think you have to definitely have exposure here, but yeah. there's going to be a lot of guys that just say, "Okay, I'm putting three Brooklyn." two Golden State guys in whatever and just stack City. I'm not as confident that that's the case. I do Mm -hmm. want exposure here, but I'm not, you know, going bonkers on this game. So anyway, let's go. I don't even know what I mentioned here. Golden State, six and a half favorite, 231 and a half, biggest number on the board. 112 and a half implied for Brooklyn. 119 for Golden State for crying out loud. Mm. Uh, Brooklyn comes in. 29 and 19, 10 games over 500. Golden State comes in 36 and 13, very, very solid, 23 games over 500. Uh, as far as injuries, we know Durant, Harris, and Millsap are out for Brooklyn. Bielitsa questionable for Golden State. Draymond, Igadala, and Weissman out for the Warriors. So very interesting here. Uh, you've got Brooklyn with the sixth fastest pace. Golden State somewhat have been in the middle of the pack in that court mm-hmm. category at 18th. Brooklyn is 13th, so also middle of the pack, if you will, de- defensively. Golden State still remains number one in the league in defense. Obviously, the Brooklyn game is in uh, at Golden State, so we do get Kyrie Irving here. So give us the wisdom known only by Josh Crash Davis. I think that, like you said, that this game is going to go over-owned. I think for cash, I'm probably looking at one of Curry or Harden. For GPPs, though, I'm kind of looking at some value here. Um, Jordan Poole's still been playing pretty well. He's only 5,300 on DraftKings, even though Clay Thompson's come back. And then um, Clay Thompson, you know, at 5,500 on DraftKings, he's looked pretty good against Minnesota. He had five out of nine threes. So it seems like his rhythm's starting to come back for him. So I think that Clay Thompson's going to be a nice play here. Um, he'll probably be pretty high owned, I would I would think, at 5,500. That's, that's very cheap for him. And then um, Harden struggled the last time they played Golden State, but, you know, Durant was playing in that game. So that could have, you know, could have taken a lot of that usage away from him. And but Draymond. at eleven two, yeah, and Draymond was playing too. At eleven two, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to go there or not. And then you know Curry, it's always dependent upon how he's shooting. So he shot well the last game. Will he follow that up with another big game? It's hard to say. 
especially Kyrie's yeah. going to be guarding him too. And, you know, yeah. Kyrie's giving him some fits at times. Definitely. Uh, what other value are you looking at here? Any, any of those cheaper Brooklyn guys? Um, I was trying to think. Is Dayron Dayron Sharp's not getting the minutes like he was? Is he? I know uh, no, he was out before, and then um, you know that has been. Let me make sure there's no other designation on him. Nothing right now, as far as uh, him being out. So I think he's in, mm-hmm. but you know he got. I believe he was scratched the last game. Let me check that because they used Aldridge a ton. Uh, and they used uh, – and Claxton it will probably get some of those minutes. So, yeah, in the last game that he played on the 25th, he only played 11 minutes. Um, you know, so that's that's a, mm-hmm. a, a tough call. Um, let's see here. Yeah, you know, it, the question will be how many minutes is he going to get? How is that going to work with Aldridge and Claxton, you know? Right. Right, and that's that's what I don't like is is with Aldridge and Claxton in there, it squeezes him out. So I'm not really sure. Um, maybe Patty Mills, maybe Kessler Edwards, one of those guys. Uh, but that's about it for me. Yeah. Any? Uh, what about Irving? Did you mention Irving? I might have missed it. Um, I didn't. How much? How much is Irving? I was thinking he was a little pricey. Well, let's see. Uh, he's nine uh, four on FanDuel, um, and then on on DraftKings he is nine uh, five. So mm-hmm. you know he's expensive, but not like over the top crazy expensive. You yeah, know? yeah. He ha- he hasn't been hitting. You know, for what we would need for him at that price, he hasn't really been hitting that number. Um, I think it's pretty hard to kind of get in a rhythm the way he's playing home. You know away games only and not playing at home. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a concern for me is if he's going to hit his value at that price. I'd probably rather just pay up for Morant or somebody like that. Okay. And and just to clear up the uh, Dayron Sharp, yes, he did get scratched on the 26th, and that the 25th was the game I had mentioned. He played just mm-hmm. under 11 minutes, uh, only 12 fantasy points a game before that. 20 minutes with 19 fantasy points. Now we know he can score and get it done when he's in there, but with the Aldridge and Claxton yeah. uh, being in the mix. Yeah. Probably very, uh, very risky of a chance there. So I would, I'd be careful with that one. I, I did want to say too, it, it is an Island game for both teams. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that gives a little extra for Curry and especially Clay Thompson I think Clay Thompson's just a misprice, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the dude's shooting the ball. And Mm -hmm. and if you watch the games, they're setting him up to get shots. Right, right. I mean, and you can tell Curry has has definitely decided, hey, we need to get Clay tuned up and going. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pass up a few shots, get him those open shots. And they're running a ton of plays from him, for him. He, He moves great, one of the best of all times moving without mm-hmm. the ball, right. uh, you know? Uh, so the fact that he's only five, five, he's going to be mega chalk, but probably uh, I think just as a blocker, you know, chalk blocker, you, you got to go clay Thompson at five, sure. five, he should be seven, five. Yeah, definitely. So I'm with you there completely. 
Uh, Curry at 10-5, you know, to play the, the Splash Brothers together isn't the worst idea in the world. They certainly can both go off against mm-hmm. a Brooklyn team that hasn't defended as well of late and has a good pace. You know, it'll be pace up. And, you know, everybody's going to have Harden, Irving, Curry, Thompson exposure in some combination. Right. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I'm probably not going to go uh, Harden and Irving here. I just I'd rather go up elsewhere. Mm-hmm. be a little bit more contrarian, yeah. try to leverage a little bit lower ownership on some of the other pay-up guys. Golden State's defense is not what it at all what it can be without right. Draymond. They've given up a lot more points recently without him, but they're still hung up hung, hung on to the number 1 spot. Brooklyn is playing, I mean if you look at the the guys that add to the team. This is what's concerning for me if you're a Nets fan. Okay, you've got Harden, Irving, and KD. KD's out for a while. Yes, they mm-hmm. can lead you. But after that, you've got a lot of question marks. You know, sure, Patty Mills and Aldridge have been around. James Johnson's play as a good role player. But it's a lot of, you know, Kessler Edwards, Cam Thomas, Bruce Brown, Dayron Sharp, you know, Javon Carter, a lot of guys, Blake yeah. Griffin, that just, I don't know if the, the supporting cast is strong enough. Whereas with Golden State, they just sound like a team that is built to make a championship run. Mm-hmm. You know, Andrew Wiggins, not an all-star starter, but a great complementary player to Curry right. and Thompson. Draymond, you know, the perfect fit for any coach, for any championship-style team. Porter Jr., same thing. Looney, they don't need the ball. They don't need shots. They're great defenders. Mm-hmm. They'll take the open shots. And you have those sharpshooters with Poole and Lee, and the youngster Kaminga, some good experience with Bielitsa and Peyton that can shut you down. I right. just, I'm really impressed with the Warriors roster. And once they get completely healthy, uh, you know, I mean, for right now, if I had to lay my money in Vegas, I would take Miami and Golden State in the championship. And I know you hate to hear that as your Bucks being the defending champ, mm-hmm. but it's just, it looks to me that those two teams are coming together the best to make a deep run into the playoffs. Yeah. No, Miami's playing really well. I mean, I, there's no doubt about that. Um, I think the Bucks can probably beat them in a seven-game series, you know, versus just a one-off here and there when they're playing. I think the seven-game series, they'll be able to beat them, but we'll see. Yeah, it, a long ways to go, and that's what makes it so much fun. But to get back to today's DFS, uh, Clay Thompson pretty much going to be a plug-and-play for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side of the ball with Brooklyn – if I went, uh, you know, uh, any value, I mean, it's just blown out of the water. With with Irving playing, it it just crushes Mills' use right. and assist ratio. Mills was terrific the other day, but there was no Hardner Irving. So I'm not going to go there. Don't trust the rest of that rotation. No. So, you know, they, people may be saying, Coach, have you lost your dang mind again? It's 231 and a half, biggest total, all these stars. I'm going to have you know, one-offs on each side here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll have exposure to a few guys. Right. But I think, you know, there's better leverage plays with some pay-up options in these other games. Now, I will will put, you know, sort of a blanket over that saying, it depends on all the news, though. Mm-hmm. Is the bonus in? Is Fox in? Right. You know, it's Curry and all these little dominoes. Not that those are the key guys, but it makes other things happen. 
yeah. it creates key plays here. So, uh, and then all the, obviously the Pelicans news as well. So a lot of news to be had like normal, but we are going to be able to figure this out. And if it takes <laughs> us making changes up to lock and then making changes as the night uh, rolls out, at least mm-hmm. we only go from 7 to 8.30 Eastern on the start times and we'll make it happen. Right. Definitely. All right, my man. I think that is the most uh, of what we've got here. I think that's everything. I think it's a uh, a fun slate, a really competitive six gamer, lots of moving parts. Uh, that is really going to be fun. Now tomorrow I'll be back uh, solo for uh, to go over the eight game slate. So it's a good Sunday eight game slate. A variance of times two uh, two one o'clocks at three thirty. And then we'll have five late night games. So mm-hmm. for those of you that are members, we'll be doing an early slate. And even though football's the, the thing of the day tomorrow, uh, we will be doing an early slate and then a main slate. Uh, so we'll be doing the double dip. Come join us, dfscoachtalk.com. You can sign up for as little as a three-day for 10 bucks. We would love to have you join us on the way out here if you're watching this on YouTube. Quick thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, give us a comment, hit the alert button in the corner. Also, only two days, uh, three days left, 29, 30, 31. Three days left to get into our audio podcast contact uh, contest. So if you leave, if you listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts can be heard, you leave a five-star quick comment. That combination of the high rating and comment will put you in a drawing for our uh monthly one week free membership all access coach talk so join that get in in these last couple of days and and we'll grab you in there so appreciate all of you big shout out to hollis hollis is one of our number one youtube guys he's Mm -hmm. always in there listening giving us shout outs questions weighing in so thanks hollis for for listening every day we appreciate you and all of our listeners both uh members and non-members so fantastic all right, Josh, you woke up late, cheesehead, late Milwaukee game. I sent in a note to the NBA. Please don't ever let Milwaukee play any more late games because we can't afford Josh snoozing on us. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to do this? I am ready to do this. Okay, I know it's a long podcast today, but we're building a two brains are better than one FanDuel GPP. All right. Are you going to gamble with some of these information we don't know, or what do you think? Where do you want to start? Uh, I'm going to start. Hmm, let's see. You want me to go? I've got my guy. Okay, go for I'm it. I'm gambling here. Sabonis, power forward, 9,600. And again, you know, news dependent, but I think he gives the Mavs trouble if he plays his big minutes. All right. And I will provide some value for the other power forward with Precious Achua. I like <clears throat> I like it. Revenge narrative, old team cannot beat that for a minute. All right. How about we go with mid-level play? Sort of out of left field, but I don't want Joel today. Not that I don't think he could crush the slate. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with, uh, no, 
See, here's the problem. Uh, Tobias Harris is 7,500 on DraftKings. I'm going to play him there, but he's 81 on FanDuel. And DraftKings is always more expensive than FanDuel. So that... That's a little bit of a, a punch in the gut. I wanted to use him, but I don't think I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to switch gears, spend the money. Here's our buy-up guard. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. John Morant, 10-6. I like it. That's what I was going to do. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'll take Tyrese Maxey. Excellent. He's a value. And then I'm going with my theory. I'm going to back it up here, and then I promise you I'll go cheap with the rest of my guys. But I just think Beal backs up all his shit talk he did after that mm-hmm. loss. 9000 bucks shooting guard. Now we've got four spots and 52.75 average guy. So it's, you know, we did get Morant, Beal, and Sabonis in there. So we have our buy-ups. Now we got to make find some value. Okay. Matisse Thibel, 4,400, small forward. Matisse Thibel, and he's going to run with underpriced Gary Trent at 6,000. I know it's against Miami, mm-hmm. but we don't know uh, if who, if Lowry's going to play or not. I mean, if uh, Van Vliet's going to play or not. Well, either one of them, but... Uh, I just think he's a little underpriced. And he's a small forward, which I thought was really weird, too. We'll have to check the news, but I'm going to go with Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 55. Okay. Alexander-Walker. Um, let me find him. Who was your other small forward? Um, with- well, I've got Thibel and Trent. Oh, Thibel. Yeah. Okay, so we have a center for 5,200 is what's left? Yep. What do we have down there, buddy? How about Willie Hernan Gomez, 17 thinking. and 16? Come on. Yeah. But the problem is, is Mr. Adams is going to play. Let's see here. Yeah, I think Adams plays, which just blows that right out of the water. I don't trust Thomas Bryant. No, you mean Joval. Adams is with Memphis now. Oh, 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 okay. Joval. Yeah, Joval's back though, right? I don't know. I think he's questionable. Let me so see. Let me go. Oh, yeah, he's questionable. All right. Well, we'll do it then. I mean, 17 and 16 at that price. If mm-hmm. Joval sits, if Joval plays, we got to take him out though. You know that. Right. But let's well, take him is, at 51. The good thing is, is all three of our guys. Our bigs are power forward and center eligible, so we can move that around. Exactly. So it looks like $100 left on the table. You know, today's GPP fan duel, two brains are better than one. John Morant, Tyrese Maxey, Bradley Beal, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Gary Trent, Matisse Thibel, Damanis Sabonis, Precious Achua, and Willie Hernan Gomez. There's a winner for you right there. We completely faded Golden State and Brooklyn. That will be contrarian. I'll tell you what, we're going to be sitting there with a nice big fat lead and then just holding on for dear life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll have to offset that with our hybrids. But And, we can... and you know what? There's news that's going to drop with some switches in here. And yeah. if it does, then we can certainly plug in. Uh, you know who we didn't play, though, which was probably a mistake, is uh, Splash. Uh, you know, he would have been a good play in here at his price. Mm-hmm. Um, Clay Thompson. So, 
you know, but I have a feeling something's going to change here. Plus, it is a GPP, and at that $5,500 number, he's probably going to be maybe the highest-owned player on the slate. Well, he's 62 on FanDuel, though. He's 55 yeah, 62 is a little bit more of a punch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's more of a sure thing on DraftKings for sure. All right, Chief, I think we got it. We're in the books. No. We got everything covered. I enjoyed it. We both have our new gear on, the maroon, the red. I got the navy and white lid. You got the mm-hmm. white and black. You know, check us out, man. On our website, we've got uh, a link there. All of our merch, we have some terrific merch. And again, we don't uh, mark that up, not even a penny. We just want to get our, you know, get the Coach Talk logo and out there so you can get some really great deer, deals uh, uh, on the whole thing. It's Squad Locker is the name of the website. And uh, you can check it out at squadlocker.com or just going through our website. Sign up, join us. We want you. DFSCoachTalk.com. All right, any final comments, bud? Yeah, I was just thinking as we are talking, uh, these are kind of the Kansas City Chiefs colors, and that's who I'm cheering for now that my Packers got upset uh, by San Francisco because of their stupid special teams, which failed them all year, bit them in the butt at the end of the worst place possible, worst time possible. So yeah, very upsetting. That was gut-wrenching, man. I felt for you. That was awful. Mm-hmm. Tough, tough way to go down. Yeah. And two weeks in a row, San Fran wins those games against our two teams. Right. In bizarre fashion. I did not see that coming. No, that's true. It both They knocked both our guys out. So Yeah. Yeah. What is your pick for the the two games uh, uh, tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow, um, Kansas City and San Francisco. And I'm going Kansas City and the Rams. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see we'll how see. it plays out. Yeah, should be fun. Definitely. I don't, it'll, I don't know if it'll top last week. That was that was insane. All those games. That was. I think it was the best football I've ever watched in one day. As far mm-hmm. as just insanity, it was. It was just fantastic. Yeah. Hard to beat. We'll probably get dud games tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if you haven't caught the uh, our NFL podcast. Definitely uh, tune in. The guys really smashed it. They did a great job. So, all right. Thanks so much for joining me this morning. Appreciate uh, everybody listening in. It's going to be a fun, fun weekend Mm -hmm. of sports. Let's get these golfers making some eagles and birdies. And uh, let's sweep the board this weekend. So, thanks for listening in. Appreciate all of you. Have a fantastic weekend. For Josh Crash Davis, I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as the coach. We'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.